0: Warmest greetings to the citizens of the world. This is TAF founder. Mis saludos más cordiales a los ciudadanos del mundo. Este es el fundador de TAF. Mes salutations chaleureuses aux citoyens du monde. C'est le fondateur de TAF. Min salutações calorosas aos cidadãos do mundo. É o fundador da TAF. Good afternoon, Mr. naces.
1: Hello everyone. Buenas tardes.
0: How are you doing? How is the week and work and everything else that involves life and the present 21st century issues?
1: Well, uh, pretty good week. Lots of things going on. Uh, pretty productive and uh, the least to say I am uh, feeling good.
0: All right, so today we are going to be discussing goal number 2 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is Zero Hunger. Objective número 2 de desarrollo sustainable de las Naciones Unidas es hambre cero. Objectif numéro 2 de développement durable des Nations Unies, c'est la lutte contre la faim. Objetivo número 2 de desenvolvimento sustentável. Das Nações Unidas é fome zero e agricultura sustentável. Okay, so how would you define hunger?
1: So, I would define hunger in this criteria as not having enough food to lead a healthy and active life. So, for example, it's not just, oh, I'm hungry... And I want to go eat a sandwich. It's literally not having the access, again, to a valuable resource, uh, which is food. Um, And if, for example, if you are hungry as a student and you need to, to focus on class, then you're not going to be able to focus, right? Because you're thinking about eating. So imagine that and trying to lead your life while not having that access to resource or being hungry or feeling weak, which leads to a bunch of other health problems and life problems.
0: Yeah, um, I would define hunger as a physiological and anatomical result of a chemical and biological process in the human body. And this came to my mind earlier today, and that's why I wrote it down. Um, hunger is a universal language right it affects the rich the poor presidents royals um and every day global citizen of the world as i said before i was saying good afternoon to all the global citizens of the world because this um sdg affects each and every single person so unlike poverty which if someone says i was born into a privileged family or society so i don't know what poverty is because i've never experienced poverty no one can say they've never experienced hunger because hunger is the precursor to your desire to eat because you have to do something like study or work or do something else. And I believe that hunger is a universal language. For some reason that also came to my mind and that's why I wrote it down. Um, I say universal language because every living thing understands hunger. And before you do something in life, Before you take the next step in life, there's always a consciousness of, I wanna eat or I need to eat or I'm tired because I need to eat. And when I say living things or human beings, I mean from human beings to animals, to plants, to everything that is living, the soil is living. Because if you think about it, um, the ecosystem is circular, right? If you look at most diagrams, I believe, all the ones that i have seen at least with my naked eyes have been circular when you think when you talk about an ecosystem it's not linear it's not perpendicular or star-shaped or anything it's circular why because everything that goes around comes back around and energy is being transported from one part of the system ecosystem to the next because that's just how life works and once one a plant is hungry it needs sunlight soil water to Produce food, even plants that don't walk or move are living things if you look at the biology of life. Because if a plant is receiving sunlight on one part of, let's say, a garden, it's going to start growing towards that part. Same as trees, same as most things, because they don't just because they don't walk or speak like human beings and animals, right, does not mean that they're not alive. So, which means that they feel hungry. So they walk towards or they move towards or they grow towards things that provide them with food. Um, so why, how, what is your take on, yeah, this whole, these things that I've mentioned about hunger being a universal language and the ecosystem? I think
1: that what really sticks out to me is that it is for, for all life, really the emphasis on the basic need is that we, we get hungry and that informs us that we are lacking or we need to acquire more nutrients so that we can get by or yeah. just exist.
0: Yeah. Um, and I mean like I said before, like the ecosystem is circular. As far as my knowledge is concerned, the ecosystem is always diagrammed as being circular. But the the past decades, the things that we have been doing as a global community and global citizens of the world has been affecting and breaking the ecosystem. And that's why we're in crises like Climate change, floods, um, hurricanes, things are nor- natural disasters that normally would not happen, I believe, in some parts of the world are happening now. And this is because we are breaking the chain within the ecosystem. And I think we mentioned before that it's really important for us to consider what the next person, who the next person is. And how what we are doing is actually affecting like the person next to you, the person around you and your society and your community every single day. So I'm not saying that we all need to become super conscious in the sense that we're not living life itself, but we do need to remember that the things we do each and every day is and are affecting our ecosystem. And our ecosystem is in chemical and biological balance. And if we keep on breaking that balance, We are the ones that suffer. And not only do we suffer, but also we leave the future generations, people, presidents, heads of state, royals, your kids, your grandkids are the ones who are going to have to pay for the consequences of a future that we have produced for them. And that is going to be sad. That's why we believe in TAF, that education is super important. Right. And if I just like and this also came to me today, I was like analyzing how because we've not gone on to the next SDGs yet, but I analyzed how the, um, in different languages from English to Spanish to French to Portuguese, in English we say zero hunger because we want to end hunger and make it a zero percentage, right? While in Spanish, it's cero, uh, which is basically the same as English, bring it down to a percentage where it's insignificant. But in French, it's la lutte contre la faim, which is the fight against hunger, and in portuguese which is actually my favorite so far is fome zero e agricultura sustentável that means zero hunger and sustainable agriculture and i think i respect how it's um presented in portuguese because they're not just saying that we need to have zero hunger because of technology but we can and we should have zero hunger because there is sustainable agriculture why because they're thinking about the planet we're saying that things people need to be more sustainable People need to live more sustainable. We need to plant more trees. So um, what is your take on kind of how this has been like translated to you? I mean, just hearing it as like a foreign body, maybe for the first time. How do you perceive that?
1: Uh, the first thing that really sticks out to me, especially when you mentioned is uh, the 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 idea of cycles that we all kind of exist and coexist and in, mm. in these, these cycles and this this All these problems that we have, um, especially surrounding our lack of sustainability, all kind of interconnect in a way. They all play into one another. So, for example, hunger for some might be caused by poverty and that poverty might be a result of climate change due to a lack of a resource that was previously available now not being available, um, such as access to water or all these things, all these SDG goals kind of connect in a way, or do in fact connect, not kind of, really, really connect. So I'm seeing this intertwining, and I actually really, I, I, I had no idea that uh, in Portuguese it, it said that, but I think that is really important because we tend to, to focus on, development in a way that's technology-driven, but when we take a step back and, and see how powerful nature is and how we need to not only utilize farming practices that feed us, but that are maintainable, I think that is super important so that we can survive and so can the life around it. I think when we create... Or respect for example nature we 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 realize how powerful it is right um when i think about forests or lands that have been abandoned it's always nature that kind of reclaims that and creates a whole new ecosystem so i think we've been kind of fighting against these systems that that naturally exist or these valuable valuable resources yet Maybe, maybe it's in the way we frame it. Maybe it's in looking at it from a different perspective and how quite possibly respecting this resource and trying to coexist with it um, might help us for our sustainability, our livelihood.
0: Yeah, um, it's very interesting, like you mentioned, somehow becoming technologically advanced has meant that we have put mother nature, and I say mother nature because that is how it's kind of like said in English. Um, and you see mother nature, but when you look at a man and a woman who is a person that gives life in the sense of bringing life into the world itself, it's a woman. So I believe that's the connection between calling mother nature, she who gives life is the mother, right? She who brings life into the world, I should say at least, is the mother. And I think we have not been respecting our planet in the way that we need to. And this is just speaking to the global citizens of the world, Um, heads of state, presidents, royals, anyone and everyone. We each have a small and little part to play. And if we all kind of like come together and do something, I've decided to start planting more um, on my balcony. It's a small balcony that I have, but I'm planting more and I'm realizing that this is... Actually, life that I am appreciating because all I have to do is put something in soil, add water, make sure it's getting sunlight because I live somewhere that's sunny most of the time, and then let it grow. And it's growing and it's getting greener and I'm feeling a little more proud because I know that this is important for us to do. We need to plant more and not just planting more trees that are green, but planting more food. For others to be able to eat and consume. And I know most parts of the world are not in that agricultural stance where you can just plant, but other parts of the world are. And this might be a third world country or not, but if you have rich soil, many countries around the world now, many heads of state are starting to realize that it's important to plant trees. For example, the president of Ethiopia had, I think it was 2 billion trees planted in her country because the only thing and I watched a documentary, I saw this online, it was um Greta Thunberg speaking about a scientist, the Swedish climate activist, she was speaking about a scientist who was telling us he started this topic with it's this incredible machine that gives life and that and I'm thinking some kind of zero one binary code, whatever something robot he was gonna mention, he said it and it's called trees because You just need to plant it, give it water, and give it sunlight. And if you can't give it sunlight, we have so many technological processes and things that we can actually help that to grow. But soil and water is enough to give life to the earth. And when we give life to the earth, we give life to human beings because it's important to feed people. So there are many people who can't afford to eat food because they are hungry. They can't buy products from a market because they don't have money. But if you start feeding people... We're giving them the opportunity to stand up for the SDGs and to assist and help in the SDGs. Doing and assisting in the SDGs does not mean that you are that you are schooled or you, are, you have a degree. This affects every single human being on the planet, and that's why I think it's every single human being's right to be able to cope and to live and to assist in the SDGs. But how can you assist someone who has never had food to eat how can they help us? How can they assist in the SDGs? I know this is some people's jobs because that's what their job kind of description says. But I think that the SDGs are every single person's responsibility to start educating their children, their community, their society. And we at TAF, are starting to do that. Mr. nassis has been incredibly helpful with the, helping to promote that. We're not just here to give or to take but also to let people know that this is necessary because there. I promise you there's so many people who are living in the world and they have not even heard of these SDGs yet. And that's not I don't think that's fair. It's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. But I still think it's unfair that they still don't know that this exists. And it's been five years since they were created and implemented. And we have 10 more years before we reach these hopeful goals. So how do we reach a goal, a global goal, without letting the global community know why these are necessary and why this
1: is important? Yeah, um, this this really makes me think of uh, one of my best friends who's a climate uh, so activist. Uh, his name is Kufa Castro. And one of the most valuable things that he's learned uh, or he's taught me about is farming. Um, he's talked to me about about them how through farming he's been able to learn and heal himself a bit and and really grow as a person through that through that means and and one thing I noticed uh, is, is that I I never growing up or there's so many people who grow up without the opportunity to be able to do so and just having that option to grow your own food your own access and having I think that knowledge to do so Um, when you can because obviously not everyone as you mentioned has that access to those resources but having or or, or fighting for a way to create those resources for people um, is really important you know and and empowering people to be able to have that is is super powerful because when you can create your own food and not rely on a, a system that makes you go and buy them or you know you can you you start learning how to respect the system of of the way plants grow the seasons that they grow in the way you plant them the different methods and so there's so many uh methods and ways that that you know I would have never thought about um until having talked to people who've been in that realm before I think uh what else is also important is is Creating the access for people to, uh, and not just regarding farming, but to to have access to the right nutrients, right? Because when we think about hunger, we tend to think about it in in a very singular way, but there's so many aspects to hunger, right? And it, in fact, it's very connected to the BCD epidemics of the world, right? Because people... Are hungry, but not acquiring in many cases acquiring the right nutrients right or don't have access to the right nutrients, so some places or some people might not have access to vegetables to fruits or have a means to get that on top of this really crazy busy work um, that they do or or may not know of where to go for that, so they might have to rely on quick food um, because when they are hungry uh, and still those the foods are nutrient deficient, so they add in maybe fat or what would contributes to the obesity, but not in other nutrients, right? So it's not very sustainable. Right? And so that goes back to that whole message about sustainability and industrialization. And so when when we start to fix one part, right, respecting nature, respecting the environment, we start I think in a way creating these ripple effects that that affects all the other parts but we have to really be be serious about it right it can't just be like a one week thing it has to be a a a commitment to creating a, a better more sustainable environment and that means uh remedying and f- attempting to fix the the parts of our system that are so reliant on these kind of destructive habits so What does that mean? That means that we have to work on reducing um, the amount of food we waste, right? Putting that the food we waste towards more sustainable means, right? And not creating food that is so wasteful or not creating ways of acquiring our nutrients in such a a wasteful manner, right? Um, Trying to address climate change. That's really important, right? Because then... When we address that, we're able to address areas where agriculture may not be thriving due to climate change, right? So we have to address that. We have to address all these various aspects that that interconnect. So I think this is this this episode in particular really highlights that all the the all the SDGs are there for a reason, and they all connect, right? Um, uh, the concernusa.org said that there there are many reasons for um, for hunger and including poverty, climate change, poor nutrition, food waste, and gender inequality. Those are all parts of the SDGs, right? And so that that just really stood out to me as these are all goals, separate but all interconnected right? We can, we, we I I believe wholeheartedly that we have enough resources in the world um, to make this happen. We just have to apply it and be willing to do so and to care for not just ourselves and our immediate gratification, but our long-term sustainability.
0: Yeah, I think that um, it's important that not just to make the SDGs the 10-year goal that, yeah, once we reach 2030, then it's time to throw it out the window and move on with their lives. They need to be a long and lifelong commitment in education, in health, in environment. And kids who have not started school yet have the right to start understanding, not understanding why SDGs or what an SDG is, but understanding the lifestyle of an SDG, the No poverty, the importance of not being poor because we need to work and the importance of being able to combat hunger because no one deserves to be hungry. No one deserves to be born hungry and then or die hungry or live hungry Um, and health and sanitation and clean water, like taking care of your environment is really important. And wherever you are in the world, you're going to realize that some people don't I don't know if it's because they don't care or they just don't know. And this is not a matter of education and I'm I'm a straight A student or I go to school or not. But you eat something and you throw it on the floor, the garbage, the pack, the container of anything. And it's thrown on the floor. And some people I've seen keep on walking. And that like that makes me angry. It may I I might go pick it up. Sometimes I even tell some people this is wrong, or I see adults doing it, and I'm I see adults let their kids do it, and they keep on moving because oh someone else is paid to clean the street, so that's not my job. I'm like your job is to be a global citizen and a citizen of the world. So when you are making someone else's job harder, your job becomes harder because it's an ecosystem. If we don't respect the person at one part of the ecosystem that you might call the bottom of the ecosystem because they're not a president or a CEO. Once they're not respected, they don't do their job. And if they don't do their job, that affects the person at the top. So it's trickle down effect. And it's a vicious cycle that if one person is appreciated in a company, in a house, then he or she learns to appreciate the next person. And then that becomes a chain of it's not something that someone is teaching me, but it's a feeling that I like and I receive and I perceive and I appreciate. Um, And like hunger is serious, right? Because like we mentioned, every single person in the world has gone hungry from baby, from person, from anyone has gone hungry. So yeah, mentioning hunger to be a global language is, it's a global understanding of the reason why we need to do something, why we need to walk somewhere to buy food, why we need to go to the kitchen to cook, why we need to harvest, why we need to grow, because the world's population is growing. And maybe in some parts of the world, it's easier to produce GMOs, to produce kind of plastic food, just to help people survive. But is it sustainable in the long run? Because people are being fed now. But what happens in the future when the soil is not as great and as strong and as as potent to grow for the population we can't keep not no one can live on mcdonald's for the rest of their lives from when they're born to when they die that's not going to be healthy obesity problems arteries clogging all of that so we all know that when we feel good is when we eat good and when we eat good we mean we eat healthy and we eat clean and we eat sustainably and we're t- we're taking care of our planet So I think people who have food share food. Food is meant to be shared because when you share that, you're sharing humanity, you're sharing appreciation, you're sharing love you're sharing kindness you're giving life to someone who can't feed themselves and i don't say giving life in the sense that you make them alive but you are giving them human life which means that they can sleep and wake up and you mentioned nutrients before mr There there's so many nutrients that the human body needs now in the 21st century with the climate problem the stress of living in any society in the world from vitamins a to d to e to k magnesium potassium iodine All of that is important for people to know where to get that from, and that's not always necessarily from um, tablets and pills, because many people can't afford to buy a multivitamin because they can't afford that, but if they can start understanding, we're going to look into this in the future, start understanding where what natural food, like getting your vitamin A or D from carrots, and getting your iron from... I don't know radishes and getting your this is it's important to let people know that this is what they need to have in their body every single day and this is where they can naturally get it so everyone in the world has that access they can naturally get those vitamins from there because they can't see a doctor or they can't take a multivitamin and just get it and all at once.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I think also the our the kind of yeah a bit sociological but not too sociological as I do. Um, I think also thinking about our reliance on unsustainable uh, resources that that aren't going to maintain themselves, I think kind of uh, trying to shift ourselves from this and, and and also advocating for those who have to rely on it as well because some people might not have that access or might be in what's called a food desert where they cannot access any green space for example to uh farm or or they might have to go to to a gas station to buy any type of food or some some a uh, uh, small kind of corner store where they might have some things but not all the nutrients all those things that they need in their their diet i think advocating for our fellow person i think thinking not just about ourselves but about the people around us. I think that's what, what all the SDGs kind of get at is we need to be empathetic and caring for our kinship. And I, I think uh, fo- fo- the following podcast, I'm going to mention this philosophy, which is the Zulu saying, which means, translates from Zulu, which is uh, a tribe of people from South Africa, um, but also widely used throughout the African Union, which is Ubuntu, which means I am because we are, right? What that means is that we all cannot, or I cannot exist without the people around me. I cannot exist without the world. Or without the people of the world and so that means we're all responsible to take care of one another to care and not to be so self-centered right we might all be individuals but we all exist and share this space and we need to learn to respect one another and to help one another and treat each other with compassion
0: yeah, respect and compassion are important things that people, all of us need to maybe learn to exercise a bit more because life is tough. But if you live life compassionately and respectively, it just gets easier because maybe you put a smile on someone's face when you walk in the room because you're compassionate and respectful and kind. And if you're not... You might not put a smile on their face, but you might think you're getting the respect you want or deserve. But that's not real human respect. That's just societal respect. It's governmental respect. It's respect in a company. But real compassion comes from being good and nice and appreciating to people and just giving people the chance to be themselves, do what it is that they would need to do and how they need to do and just giving it doesn't cost much. Sometimes giving is not taking something that's physical and handing it to someone in the form of food or resources or money or anything. It's just giving humanity, giving what you want to receive. And the SDGs are, there are 17 of them. And I was watching a documentary yesterday and Uh, The deputy secretary general said that they started at 500 and had to like bring it down to 17 because can you imagine reaching 500 goals in 15 years for the human race? That's stressful. Even 17 is stressful to think about making everyone understand why they're important. But if this is on a podcast or on TV or on something that only some people see, then the others might never find that out but it's not our responsibility or just any one government or the United Nations to put it out. It's every single head of state and every single government deciding to make this a priority. And I think it's really important to make the SDGs part of education in school. So once kids can read and write, I know there is a curriculum and syllabus in every single school about what needs to be studied and done for kids to graduate and move on to the next grade. But we have 10 years to make people understand. We have 10 years to build an army of sustainable development goalers, SDG, SDG goalers. That's something I just invented yeah, I like right it. now. It, it, SDG it goalers. Good. Can you imagine if we start educating kids in school that, yeah, math is important, English is important, sciences are important for you to understand what is going on in the human body. But can you imagine if we start building a real human army, not an army for war or for all of that, but real army for the human race and the for the human force. That just makes our lives easier. Anyone who's older, anyone who's retired, anyone who is just maybe done their have they're done giving what they need to give to their society. When you start teaching the younger ones, you just have to sit down and observe and watch these SDG goalers, as we're gonna start calling them I guess now. <laughs> Um, in TAF just watch them because I observe my I teach sometimes and I love teaching because when you see the fruits of your teaching you see results not because your students are excelling in age or in grace or in grades but you see them excelling in humanity it's all about giving them that positive thinking and positive thought of they can do anything they put their minds to and you leave that positivity in them and that is what makes a great teacher. It's not that your students are getting straight A's or you are loved by the community. It's the effect, the la- the lifelong effect you have on your students in the sense that, I have a few teachers that I know I'm never gonna forget. And now I'm trying to contact them because they didn't realize it that they were changing my life as I was sitting in their homes every day because you see your family, you see your friends, You see people every day, but you also see your teachers maybe a lot more in many sensitive parts of your life than you do your, maybe your friends. And it's in the morning most of the times, right? That's when you're most attentive. So they're shaping your life. And I think it's really important to include these SDGs in every single educational system in the world, because that's not anyone having to go to every single city and every single country in the world. and educating people about something it's making it part of the system and not let it let it be shaken from the system until we have seen real global change
1: yes i think as well we as a as a human race need to throw away our pride um in that this mentality that i know better or i'm so superior to somebody else and we might not always directly think that but throw away our pride and Again, consider another person's humanity and consider ourselves as no better than the person next to us, right? I think that is imperative, which means very important to achieving these goals, right? Throw away this pride. Let's get together and make this happen, right? Let's all contribute to this cause or at least attempt to contribute to this cause, um, for a better, more sustainable tomorrow.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a very important like word that I learned from the heads right now of the United Nations. Um, it was a documentary, an interview that I was watching, and the Deputy Secretary General was speaking about the Secretary General about why he has made this his goal right now, and why it's important for him to have to accomplish these SDGs. And he said that. It's his moral imperative. And a moral imperative is something that you have to do not because you have to do it, but it's something that you have to do because it's the right thing to do. So it's our moral imperative, at least in Taft, to start just letting people know and educate people about these SDGs. But that's not where we want to stop. We want to go places and see people and sit with people and listen to people and that is my moral imperative. When you really find your goal and your reason for existence on the planet, you nothing can stop you. You are a force to be reckoned with. And I wake up and this is what I do. And I go to bed and these SDGs are running through my mind. I'm constantly writing things down about what I think needs to be done. But these are just one, it's one point of view. Imagine if billions of people are saying, I believe this can help the SDGs move better because we're educating them in school about it, then we're going to have so many more outcomes and results of what needs to be done because it's not just one or a few other people. So I want this word, moral imperative, to just run through people's mind for a while. Moral imperative. It's my moral human imperative to do this because it's good not just for me and my family, but for my society and for the future of not just my kids because If there is no future that is sustainable, then your kids are not the only ones who are going to survive because they're in a safe society. When the world and climate change is making the earth crumble, we all suffer. So moral imperatives, everyone.
1: And I restate, Ubuntu, I am because we are.
0: All right. So I hope that everyone has a great weekend. Sleep well, eat well, eat healthy, eat clean, and just drink a lot of water because water is good for your system. It helps you concentrate, it flushes out toxins, it unclogs your arteries, um, and take care of yourselves.